Take one last look at your friends and fly to the unknown regions because today we're covering the end of the Skywalker, Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, released on December 20th, 2019, and I am recording this on February 2nd. It's been a while since this movie came out, and it's been a while since I've done an episode of the podcast. I apologize for that. Time got the best of me. At the end of this episode, there will be a update on what's happening, as well as some things for the future to look forward to. But now we're going back to the movie. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker is the end of the Skywalker saga, and in my opinion, provides a concluding and satisfying finale to something I've known all my life. Let's start with our negative review from Amy Nicholson from Film Week, who writes, You sense in this film, Abrams shrinking that world. Everything in this franchise feels like a take back. If I'm being honest, I don't even understand what she's trying to say in this review. Now, no spoiler-free section, because the movie's been out for a month and a half. If you haven't seen it yet, not my fault. Just no, no spoiler-free section going right into it. Now... In this review, she said everything feels like a take back. And again, I don't really get what she's trying to say by that. Now, she could be referring to how almost everything from episode 8 just gets undone. And it almost makes the film irrelevant other than Luke's death. But I think that's still enough to make it relevant. So I'm just going to push that to the side. Or she's just trying to hate on the movie to hate on it. Just trying to be that person. I'm not sure. It could be either of those two scenarios. I'm not sure. And our positive review comes from Felix Vasquez Jr. from Cinema Crazed, who writes, This is the end of the underdog here as we met in The Force Awakens. It's a great one. In spite of the lingering questions we're left with. I like this review. But our critic consensus is, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker suffers from a frustrating lack of imagination, but concludes this beloved saga with fan-focused devotion. And, yeah, this is pretty true. There are some areas in the movie that get a little unimaginative, from bringing back Palpatine, although he's clearly dead, visiting the Death Star, but obviously this one's for the fans, What whether we're going back to Tatooine, getting to see Endor again, all of the voices from the Jedi past, including those from animated worlds, like Ahsoka Tano and Kanan Jarrus. So obviously, there's some stuff for, for every type of fan in this movie. Whether you're just here for the end or you've been following Star Wars your entire life, there is something you can enjoy in this movie. As of today, the movie has a 52% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 86% audience rating. Alright, let's hop into this. I genuinely have no clue where to start. I love this movie. I think it is the perfect ending to the Skywalker saga, and I genuinely do not understand people's complaints with it. In almost every single movie that I like that lots of people don't, I get com- I get the complaints. I don't agree with them, but I understand them. I get them for 7 and 8, Star Wars. I get them for the prequels. I get them for any movie that maybe some people don't like. But this movie, I genuinely do not get the hate. Whether it's the Han Solo cameo, or the Voices of Jedi Past, or anything, I think this movie is absolutely phenomenal. I... I love it so much, and I don't know what to talk about other than just how great it is. Then, Luke was really good in this movie. I just wish we got more of him. 
he was really great on the scene in, on Octo when he gets to lift his X-Wing out of the water. I That was something I predicted in The Last Jedi. When I was, I remember watching that in theaters opening night. And I was like, okay, his X-Wings, I saw it in the water. There's, there's going to be something with that. I'm sure. They're not just going to show it for nothing. But no. It didn't happen in that movie. But we got, we got it in this one. He gets to rise it out of the water just like how Yoda did in The Empire Strikes Back and provides an amazing scene. As well as in that scene, he gives Rey Leia's lightsaber, which leads to its own phenomenal scene where you get to see a young Luke and a young Leia training. I don't know where they were training. It could have been Ajon Kloss or Ajon Kloss. I don't know how to pronounce that, which was the planet that they were, the resistance was settled on throughout the movie. Or it could have been like Dagobah or Endor. I'm not sure. It, it was some forest-ish planet. That's all I know, and when we saw their faces, I was amazed, and I thought Luke was great, but just wish we had a tiny bit more of him. Leia in this movie was absolutely phenomenal. I was expecting her to maybe be in just one or two scenes, say some words, and just be absent from the rest of the film, but she had a significantly larger role than I was expecting. She got a a perfect death scene, in my opinion, which transitions to Ben Solo's eventual death. She got to do. She got to lead the resistance much more than I thought she would. I thought the role would have just been passed off to Poe or something, in between episodes eight and nine. But no, she still gets to do that at least for a little while, and just it was great seeing her back for the final installment. Even though Carrie Fisher has been dead for over three years now, the fact that Lucasfilm was able to do this—it's just astounding. And I just thought, I thought she was great in the movie. Next, you got you got Han Solo. Uh, this was one of the things I least expected. Because I know Harrison Ford, you know, we all know how, what his true thoughts on the Star Wars movies. So, the fact that J.J. was able to get him back for this blew my mind when watching on that Thursday night, December 19th. The night before I went and saw the movie, if somebody were to barge into my room, give me a piece of paper and say, write 100 things you think can possibly happen in The Rise of Skywalker, this would not make it into the top 200. I genuinely... Did not expect any reference to Han Solo at all, other than something from Ben. Because obviously it's his father, or from Leia. But no, Harrison Ford is in this movie, and it provides one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. Since Episode Nine came out, I've gone back and watched a good amount of the movies, and not many things can top that. And then Lando was great. It was so tremendous seeing Billy D return to the role. I, I think he should have been in seven and eight. See, I don't see why he wasn't. I he could he might have had something going on, I'm not sure. But if he was gonna be in one, it would be this. And he was great. Kinda like Luke, I wish we got a little more of him, but whenever he was on screen, my face lit up. Something elevated that particular scene. Whether it's on Pasana and he says, Wookiee stand out in a crowd and give Leia my love. Or when he, he goes to the Resistance and tells Poe how they didn't, how they had hope in each other. And of course, the there's more of us scene where Poe is on the verge of a mental breakdown on Exegol because Snap Wexley just died. All of the f- fighters are going down. And then Lando comes on the comms. There are more of us. Poe flies up. And there are fighters, not an army. It's just people, as said by the First Order commander, from all over the galaxy coming to help 
and rise up against the First Order. It's awesome. And then Chewbacca was great in this movie. He broke my heart when he just got on the ground and screamed when they found out the news about Leia. That was so sad. And how he Maz gave him Han's medal. That that struck a chord with me because I love Chewbacca, one of my favorite characters in all Star Wars. And it hurt seeing him like that. It really hurt. I was sad. C-3PO had a really great role in this movie. 3PO was phenomenal. After being tossed to the side in 7 and 8, he really got a chance to shine again. And you could tell Anthony Daniels was just having a blast with every single line in every single scene. I was so happy to see 3PO back to his glory of the original trilogy. And just wish it was like that for the entire sequel trilogy. But better late than never. And then the last person is, of course, Palpatine, the Emperor himself. Now, I wasn't expecting him to be in the movie until the end. I thought that maybe he'd make an appearance at the end of Act 2 and then carry through into Act 3. But no. First five minutes of the movie, there he is. Kylo Ren is on Mustafar. He gets the Sith Wayfinder. Goes straight to Exegol and sees Emperor Palpatine. And his look in the movie was horrifying. When I was watching it for the first time, I was like, whoa. But Emperor Palpatine, everything he did in this movie was amazing. Now, I wish they just provided a little explanation for his return. I want to say it's in the Visual Dictionary. I haven't gotten the Visual Dictionary yet, so I don't know anything about that. But I wish they could have just added one more scene that says why he was back. He literally says, I have died before. But how is he, how is he here now? We don't know. I really liked how it was him who created Snoke. I think that just ties together the entire trilogy. It really does mean that he's been after Ben Solo this entire time. He created someone in order to do that. I thought it was also going to come out that he created Rey, but he's, she's her, his granddaughter instead. So, in conclusion, Emperor Palpatine is awesome in the movie. Um... Just wish we got a little more of him. Or not more of him. Just wish we got an explanation to how he came back. And also, the scene where he shoots force lightning out of his hands to everything in the vicinity of the planet, that was awesome. That Those, those are the good scenes. Those are the scenes that I want in every movie. That's all for the old characters, though. Uh, we can talk about the new characters. I'm going to spend less time on them, though. Because uh, I have to fill a time window and stuff. It's, it's et cetera, et cetera. All right. Uh, Ray was really good in this movie. I think she was at her best in out of the sequels. This was her best movie. Daisy really gave, gave her best performance. Uh, the yellow lightsaber at the end was awesome. And I, I completely agree with her taking the Skywalker name. Why would she want to be a Palpatine? Why would you take the la last name of the most one of the most evil people of all time? Like, genuinely, everyone online seems to be saying, yeah, she's not a Skywalker. Yes, she's not a Skywalker, but don't hate on that scene. If you found out you were the grandson or the granddaughter, the most evil person to ever live, you would not want to own up to that name. You'd want to take the last name of the people who raised you. And she was on her own for, like, all time on Jakku. And then she finally found family in Leia and Han and Luke. And those are the people that she considers family. It's found family is a huge theme in Star Wars. And that this just contributes to that. And then next we'll talk about Finn. Uh, I thought he was good in this movie. 
I, I really think Finn was wasted in sequels. I genuinely believe their biggest mistake was having was not having Finn be the main character. I think that would have been made for a more compelling story if they decided to have their main protagonist be a stormtrooper turned Jedi. Like, th- that would have been awesome. Then they, they couldn't have done that stuff with Emperor Palpatine in this movie, though. But I'm sure, I don't know. I'm not sure. Sh- they couldn't have done the stuff they did with Palpatine, though, in the case that they made him the main character. And then Poe. Uh, Poe was also, I think, at his best during this movie. It wasn't, like, seven where he was at, like, for, like, five minutes. And then eight, he is forced to just be in that stupid side plot. Uh, I, I love episode eight. I love the main story in it, but the side plots, I honestly could care less for. But I think he was at his best in this movie. Uh, the the Finn-Poe bromance, I think, is one of the standouts of the movie. Their friendship is amazing, and the new characters I thought were all good. They really weren't all in it that much, like the new characters to the specific movie, like Janna, uh, K- Zori Bliss, General Pride. But they weren't they weren't in it a ton, but I liked what I saw of those characters, and also like I really liked Tux. I just wish that he escaped with Finn, Poe, Ch- and Chewbacca instead of having to go back because. I actually, I like Domhnall Gleeson. Really good actor. So I, just, I wish that he didn't get killed off in such like a jokish way and that he went and helped the rebellion. Kind of like a, an Admiral Callus story from Star Wars Rebels. As Callus, he was a antagonist in the first two seasons. Him and Zeb absolutely hated each other as Callus pretty much committed genocide on Zeb's species. But then he came around and he became helpful to the rebellion and a good character. And I, I just wish we could have seen... Some of those beats hit a little more similarly with Hux, but that's that's about it. Lastly, we're going to talk about Kylo Ren. He is just phenomenal. Adam Driver gives his best performance in any Star Wars movie in this one. His scene with Harrison Ford, any scene he has with Rey, just... And of course, when he becomes Ben Solo again, it was, it was beautiful. I just... I guess that's all I'm going to say about episode 9. In conclusion, I absolutely loved this movie. I thought it was phenomenal. And now, I do not understand lots of people's complaints about the movie. And now let's go to the big list. So currently, we have Jojo Rabbit in the top place. Mandalorian episodes 1 and 2 in second, then The Nightmare Before Christmas in last. I think we're going to put The Rise of Skywalker in between Jojo Rabbit and Mandalorian. Alright, there we go. Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. It's currently sitting on second place in the list, only beaten by Jojo Rabbit, and if I'm being real, I don't think anything will be beating that for a long, long time. Here's to hoping it wins Best Picture at the Oscars, but I, just, I know it won't. I know 1917 is probably going to be the winner, but oh my god, I would be happy if it was Jojo Rabbit. I, I could do a whole other episode on that movie, but... That's it for Star Wars. Great movie. Loved it. Our secondary for this episode is the season finale of The Mandalorian, which aired on December 27th, 2019, and is titled Chapter 8, Redemption. Positive review comes from Brett White from Decider, who writes, The first ever live-action Star Wars TV show wrapped up its inaugural run with Chapter 8, an explosive episode that concluded one story and prepped audiences for another. There's no negative review, as... This sits at a 100% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and our critic consensus reads, The Mandalorian concludes with whiz-bang action and a heartening dose of redemption while teasing tantalizing new adventures to come. Perfect. 
Mandalorian Episode 8 was really good. Very good conclusion to the story. I don't think it was as good as Episode 9, because I, I love the movie so much. I, lots of people I know preferred, preferred it. Personally, I didn't. I think the season finale is kind of overrated. I, it's not that I dislike it or anything. It's just, is it as phenomenal as everyone says? I don't really know. But it was really good. All the characters were great. It was so good to see our group of people together. Mando, Cara Dune, Grief Karga, IG-11. If only Kuwil would still be there, my man. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Nice to know that he got a grave though from the Mandalorian. Um, IG 11's death hit so much harder than I thought it would. I, I, I thought I didn't know if he was gonna make it out alive. I kind of was thinking if anyone else was gonna die, it would be him. But it happened, and oh my god, it was sad because just him and Mando had just bonded because of the scene with because of the scene where. The helmet comes off, and I thought that was the best scene in the episode. That is, like, peak Star Wars. But, that's also something I called. From episode one, I was like, okay, if he's gonna take his helmet off, it's gonna be in front of the droid. Because, like, I, I just, I knew I knew it. I knew that was gonna happen. I, I, I've been saying that for a long time, because I knew that the droid would be back. Even though Mando shoots him dead at the end of episode one. I, he had been in promotional material that was not the scenes he had for episode one. So I was, I was counting on his return and it happened. And then we've got to talk about the Darksaber with John Carlos Pizzito's character. Uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon. He was great. Moff Gideon, I just wish that he was the antagonist for more than just two episodes, really an episode and a half. Because John Carlos Pacito is a great actor. Moff Gideon seems like an awesome character just because the connections he already has to our main characters, our main protagonists. And I just, I, I wish we saw him for more than one and a half episodes. But I, I think he'll be the main antagonist of season two. Uh, season two's already going at it, if you didn't know. They've started filming it before season one even aired. So I don't think we'll be waiting too long for it. I say, like, give it another nine months or so. Just, it'll probably line up with the release, release of season one. And of course, Moff Gideon as the Darksaber. I, I knew he wasn't going to die. I, I, I knew that. Because when, when he goes down, when the TIE Fighter goes down, it was a thud. And Star Wars loves its, its explosions. So because there was no explosion, I knew he was still alive. And because... I assume most people can put together he was still alive. They decided to treat us. And instead of just having our reveal be, yeah, he's alive. No, he has the Darksaber. And if you don't know what the Darksaber is, I'm not going to spend the time here explaining it. It's just a Mandalorian lightsaber. Go watch. There's like a Star Wars Explained, really good Star Wars channel. Put out like a four-minute video on its history. Just go watch that if you have any questions. It's an amazing weapon. And I don't. I didn't think I would ever get to see it in live action, and now that I feel Moff Gideon has it, I feel it might be Mandalorian's destiny to wield it, and I think that is going to be one of the greatest moments in all of Star Wars. If it happens, he just he gets the dark saber out, and just gets to light it into the sky, and all of the other Mandalorians that are still alive unite under him, and they form like a new planet, or not a new planet, they form a new order. Obviously, Death Watch were the people that captured the Mando. Or not captured. They saved him. But in conclusion, 
Mandalorian had a phenomenal, phenomenal run. Um, because I didn't review the whole season, I only, I had one and two as a primary, three as a secondary, now I'm jumping all the way to eight. I probably am going to do an episode on the entire season, eventually. But, for now, secondary, number one is Knives Out, number two is the Mandalorian episode three, and three is the Imaginarian story. This is gonna go in second place. It's not as good as Knives Out, my second favorite movie of 2019, but, this is really good. So, it, it takes second place. Now, both of today's things are in second place. As a reminder, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is in second place, only beaten by Jojo Rabbit, and it's ahead of The Mandalorian Episodes 1 and 2, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. It hopped out of the secondaries, Knives Out remains at the top. Mandalorian Episode 8 Redemption is at second place. Mandalorian Episode 3 is in third place, and The Imagineering Story is in fourth. It kind of stinks, too, because I love everything on this list. It stinks there has to be last places, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Imagineering Story, but has to be a first and a last to everything. So, unfortunately, they have to take last place, even though that's not what I want. That's all, that's all it's going to be for today. But before I go, I have an update. I'd like to address just what has happened, what will happen, and all, of, all such. So, as you can tell, I was on a two-month break. Our last episode came out almost two months ago from when I'm recording this. I want, I don't think it's been exactly two months, a little less, but I had an entire, I had all of December planned out. I was, I was ready to go. I was going to do the night, I did the Nightmare Before Christmas. I was going to do Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas the week following that. A Frozen double feature was Frozen 1 and 2 after that, and a Christmas Carol triple feature after that. Now, obviously, three of those did not happen. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, I just forgot to watch it, if I'm being honest, and then I just couldn't do the episode. And then Frozen, I couldn't do the double feature because I hadn't seen Frozen 2 yet, and then it left my local theater, so I couldn't do it after that. And then just time got the best of me. Christmas break happened. I got back into school, and I started preparation preparation for my midterms, which took a, took a good amount of time in the few weeks before, so I kind of just forgot to do the podcast if I'm being honest and I apologize for that. Here we are though, we're back, Star Wars Episode 9, and we are starting the Star Wars train of episodes. So because we started with Episode 9 today, the most recent movie, next week we'll, we'll have Episode 8, The Last Jedi, and then The Force Awakens, and then 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then we'll do Rogue One solo, and we'll do The Mandalorian after that as a whole, Season 1, because I've covered 1, 2, 3, and 8. So, I have until April planned out. And my goal is to do every single one of these. And because I love Star Wars so much, and I've seen all these movies and TV show, I guess, I might not need to watch them over. Some of them I might more than others. But I just think it'll be easier knowing that now I, I can do what I really love and just expect Star Wars very soon. Uh, all the rest of the movies are on the way. And lastly, what I'd want to talk about is my YouTube channel. So if you didn't know, I do have a YouTube channel. All of my podcast episodes are on there. It's just the One Jump Ahead podcast channel. It's, all it is is the four episodes I've recorded so far, so nothing huge. But I want to change that. So I'm going to start doing more videos on my YouTube channel. I just I want to have fun on it. I want to make I want I want to make other types of videos. I will continue to upload all of my other things, all of my other podcast episodes on there. But I'm I want to stick my hand into gaming 
maybe just do a couple uh, in real life videos. Just some some things I want to do. And also, we have a Twitch channel. I recently set up a Twitch channel because I play Star Wars Battlefront 2 a lot. And I thought it would be fun to start streaming that. So, one jump, po one jump ahead pod on Twitch. I will also be attaching that link in the description as well as to the YouTube channel. So please go follow me on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, for uh, just for some fun. We're gonna, we're gonna have a great time, I think, on there. Expect me to stream on the weekends. I won't be streaming on the weekdays because currently I'm in my school's musical production, and that's every day, from every school day for a long time so my week my weekdays are busy I don't know how often I'll be able to do things there so I'm really reserving the weekend for streaming for recording all that stuff so please once again follow me on follow me on Twitch subscribe on YouTube and also follow me on Instagram and Twitter because that is the end of this episode thank you so much for watching I've been Scotty from the One Jump Podcast and I will see you all next week we'll be, we will be talking about Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi.